0: Good evening, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am your co-host Adrian.
1: And I am your co-host Austin.
0: Good evening. Um, we are starting late tonight, but it's going to be yeah. a good one.
1: I hope that, so. That's my fault. I Yeah, I was so... Uh, apparently it came about that I had never played Kirby's Avalanche before. Um, so... <laughs> I was embarrassed when I was playing Kirby's Avalanche, so I'm like, okay, I need to practice, and then I'll be good. So I, I, you can play any old video game online for free, as it turns out, uh-huh. just by Googling it. So I was, the last two nights I've been playing Kirby's Avalanche, and I was like, Adrian's making me wait forever, let me get in some quick Kirby's Avalanche. And clearly I am impaired by my tiredness, because I could not beat Paint Roller, and he's not even good.
0: Kirby's Avalanche is a very difficult game, at least for the,
1: like, I the have, few times King that I've played DDD it. I've beaten King Dedede twice, but I could not beat Paint Roller today.
0: Don't know what to tell you.
1: No. So, it's late.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. That's my fault. I was eating ice cream and playing code Names. Ugh, boo. Ice cream is good,
1: man. Code Names is good, too, but... Anyway: Any, other I heard you were introducing in us? Week?
0: Oh, yeah, I was just going to do the intro. I don't know. we ready just let's just dive right in. So last week, we talked about why are things funny? We actually got to a fine, better final answer than I thought they were gonna, that we were going to get to. As um,
1: far as I know, uh, no one has contradicted us.
0: Yeah, that's true. I haven't heard any feedback of, no, you're wrong. So maybe either they didn't, uh, they didn't think about it, or they just think that because we have a podcast, everything we say is correct.
1: Hashtag Rolexes.
0: Yep. Um, so as we alluded to last week, we're going to talk about why do we like sad things. And as I was thinking about it, because I was just driving for an hour, I'm, I, I think we should establish, and maybe we can talk about both of these things, but are we talking about why we like sad things, and, or why do we like tragic things, and do tragedies fit into the subcategory of
1: sad? I think tragic is a subsection of, of sad.
0: Because I think I like tragedies for different reasons than I like sad things.
1: But I I think a tragedy is necessarily sad.
0: That's true. What's a modern tragedy? Day tragedy? Is a
1: sufficient condition for sad, but it's not a necessary condition. Okay. Uh, Hamlet. And when I say it's <laughs> <That's> not modern. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton.
0: Hamilton is a modern day tragedy. Okay.
1: Hamilton is exactly a five five act tragedy. Um you start at the bottom, now you're here now you're here and then you get shot. <laughs> <laughs> or you end up dead. Right? That's that's exact that's every tragedy follows that arc. You start at the bottom and then through uh it's not as magical or fate-oriented in Hamilton because it's based uh-huh. on real-life events. The Macbeth is also based on real-life events, but it's more fanciful. Uh, and then you ascend to your peak, but things that you did to ascend to the peak causes your downfall. Um, and then you end up dead.
0: Wow, yeah, it's, Hamilton fits the, the bill perfectly.
1: Yeah, I I love it.
0: So, okay, so what do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about tragedies or do we want to talk about sad things
1: or do we want to talk about both? And if so, one do we want to start with? Historically, people have talked a lot more about tragedies. I just want to point out, it's a, it's a, I think it's a really interesting question. Or it's, it's interesting. We have to ask why things are funny, but not why we like funny things. We don't have to ask why things are sad, but we ask why do we like sad things.
0: That is a good point. Because I was thinking about that as well. It's like what makes things sad, and like some th- some people think some things are sad when other people just don't think that they're sad. I was thinking about that when I was thinking about the sad things that I like. Some people might not think that they're sad.
1: Like what? Well, I was just instance, gonna say that. I I think that's an example of our bias towards happiness. That's right. Sure some people would say is a good bias. It's interesting to me that um, Augustine makes the argument that um, only if it the only reason you should follow God, or a God is if they can provide felicity which is happiness um, he just uses felicity because that's a a Greek God um, or a Roman guy. So, like so anyway, that was an that was an interesting thought to me.
0: We yeah. I, anyways, Intense that's
1: what happiness is. Felicity.
0: Uh yeah. We can we can maybe talk about happiness at another time, and whether happiness is the goal of everything. Um, but that's not for this conversation. Um, so things that I think are sad that aren't maybe other people don't think are sad. Um, so I was thinking about movies that I think are sad um, the first movie that comes to mind that I think is sad that I enjoy is um, 500 Days of Summer featuring mm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zooey Deschild yeah <laughs> Zooey Deschanel. I saw
1: Zooey Deschild at the Coachella Music Festival
0: Uh, Thank you for getting that reference. Um, If you're not familiar. Also, shout out. The first time I ever watched that movie was the first day I met all of my best friends in college. Which also happened to be the first day I was at college. Uh, We watched that movie out in the field. Anyways, so shout out to that time. Um, But anyways. I have not seen it. The story follows. Who's his name? Just he has Ford too many Moe. names in his name.
1: <laughs> Joseph. JGL?
0: Mm. Um, yeah, it does not roll
1: off the tongue.
0: Anyways, um, he it follows him as he meets he it's 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 actually one of my favorite parts about it is that he works as a like he essentially he works for Hallmark, coming up with cards. And so his job is, like, really terrible. Or at least it's presented in that way. And it's, like, really gloomy, but he's making all of these, like, happy, like, happy cards. I thought uh, Uh, that plays
1: into the theme of the movie that he's taking something that's really horrible and making it into a fun, happy card for his mind. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like, all the
0: scenes where he's at work and doing that, he's, like, it's when he's, like, sad... And then, it's, so it's dark, and then when he's with De Deschanel, it's, like, bright and cheery and happy. Anyway, so, he meets her, and they, like, are dating for five days animated birds. Whatever. Um. So why is this sad? Why is it sad? Because it gets to the end of the movie, and they end, uh, the, the movie ends... Well, no, okay, before that, um... It's sad... It, anyways, I'll just tell what happened in the movie. Spoiler alert. We love um, spoilers. So, he... She ends up breaking up with him and says, basically, she doesn't really know if she ever loved him and she doesn't even really know if what love is or whatever. Uh, that sounds like Joey now. He's just devastated. He just falls into a depression well. Um, and then... They he later on he goes to a wedding, and she's also there. No, I haven't seen it in a while. Something happens. They meet on a train. I don't know if they're going to the same wedding or not. Anyways, she ends up dating and falling in love with this other guy and getting married, and he's just like absolutely just devastated because he's like, wow, like I thought this relationship was so great, but apparently. And so then he's reflecting back on it. he's like, wow, maybe I just romanticized this whole relationship, and there was really nothing there, and it was just me the whole time. Anyways, so at the end of the movie, he's just like sitting on a park bench looking at the skyline. So I think it's really sad. Other people might not think it's sad. I think most people. Do you know think other people
1: who don't think it's sad?
0: No, but my second example, I do know that people that don't think that this movie is sad. Second movie that I think is sad, that uh, that I know people that. Don't think it is sad is La La Land. La La Land, I think, is a sad movie. I've also Even not seen it. I th- I I think I I see the point that people are making about it not being sad, and so I I totally understand and can see that. But I personally find it a sad movie. Um, basically, kind of the same thing, but in a different setting. Instead of the two characters that I talked about earlier, you now have. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and they meet they start dating everything's great then things just kind of fall apart when she gets like this big acting role and goes to France and then she ends up marrying another guy and then they come back and like he's he has accomplished all of his dreams and owns this jazz club And then Emma Stone and her husband come to the jazz club and he, like, plays this sad song and is reflecting on what his life could have been if they would have got married. And then Mm -hmm. he ends the song and it's really sad and then she leaves.
1: So it's Um, like Casablanca.
0: I actually haven't seen Casablanca, but...
1: I have, so I'm trying to (laughs) connect things with my experience. Um, Is that a sad movie? Um it depends on whose perspective. Uh the goal is no though cuz it's supposed to be about I think the main character's name is Blaine mm-hmm. Rick Blaine. He's sacrificing his own desires for the good of the war. It was made in 1943, so mm-hmm. right in the, the heart of World War II. Um
0: so so the reason that people say it's not sad is because and probably the same you could argue for 500 Days of Summer is that well he kind of anyways Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of ends up well he does end up meeting another girl at the end and her name's Autumn anyways um uh. yeah but um because so in La they both pursue their dreams they both get their dreams and they both are successful and just because they didn't end up with each other doesn't mean that they like it's sad but Anyways, I think it's kind of sad. So I guess that's my point. So long story short, maybe we do have to define what is sad because some people might have different.
1: Um, so I was I was gonna say your movies are more questionable. I thought you were gonna say, "Um, Manchester by the Sea," which I think we don't have. To. I don't think anyone says that's not a sad movie.
0: No. That's a pretty sad movie.
1: Everyone's dead. They don't know how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they end up being alone on the docks.
0: I they like kind both of end of the up
1: movies that I said. Together. Not like just like the uncle and nephew mm-hmm. end up like not being totally estranged. Yeah which is like the good result right um I would say I, I don't know how personal you want to get but I think the reason you think those movies are sad has to do with yourself um, I think that's
0: I think, which I think is well I agree and I think that it also points to what is sad in general Right. So what are sad things? What do you sad mean by things? that? Sad things... So what I mean by that is we think... I, I look at those movies and say they're sad and other people might, but those... And then other people might think that other things are sad that I don't think are sad, but those... What we say is sad is because of our own experiences. Or because um, of... Because of things that we have experienced and know to be sad we then project that on things that we're consuming
1: that's probably true Cause I, so Alana listened to Kid Cudi after was my recommendation wow. I think Kid Cudi is really sad Uh, that was not her reaction at all um, <laughs> hers was basically wow this is awful I'm not going to listen to this uh-huh. but uh yeah, I think his songs are really sad, and that probably has that probably has to do with me. Um, but I don't know. I've never had my entire family die, but I still know that's sad. Right. But you have had people die, in your family. Yeah. I don't. How do we know what is sad, though, to, s- to remember that something is sad?
0: Like, when we're experiencing something that is sad, how do we know that that's yeah. sad? It just I think, is. I think that's when... I think maybe loss, suffer, like suffering from loss, or th- change. Change might I mean, not work. just
1: like subverted exceptions, or expectations, like... They're, that's not always sad.
0: Right. Maybe, maybe it's like,
1: I don't know. Maybe, but it, yeah. Are we conditioned to learn that things are sad? Do we know that Lufasa dying is sad the first time we watch Lion King?
0: Um, yes. Because you can put yourself in Simba's spot and be like, wow, if my dad Got trampled by wildebeest. I would be really sad.
1: So isn't that the opposite of what you were just saying? I
0: don't know. I'm tr- I'm trying to work through it here. I'm an external processor.
1: So you were saying we're sad because we're bringing our own experiences to these characters, but then you were saying it's sad because we're empathizing with these characters' experiences.
0: I think both can be true. Okay. Well, maybe not. Maybe the second is just the truth.
1: That's what I would say.
0: But depending on which characters you empathize with, will determine whether or not you experience it as a sad movie or not, or sad experience or not.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would think La La Land is sad. Right. But I've I've never seen it, so right. I can really weigh I, in.
0: I guess that's my point is like, if, but I think how you empathize, em, empathize with the characters is based on your experiences.
1: Did you think Hamilton was sad? Um, yeah. Sometimes okay, yeah, I, okay.
0: I didn't like to listen to the second act because it was so sad.
1: The song, uh, Quiet Up Town. Quiet Up Town? So oh my
0: goodness. I just want to weep every time I hear it.
1: Um. I'm trying to find something that is, is controversially sad between us as a good example, but um, I can't think of anything.
0: I don't know, I'll keep thinking about it. So, so why do but,
1: we... Why do we like sad things?
0: Yeah, why do, why do, I, why do I love Hamilton or, or even these other things that I think are sad? because they are sad. They're just ab- absolutely devastating.
1: Do we like feeling sad?
0: I think sometimes.
1: Do we oh, enjoy feeling sad? Which is Not really. Uh-huh. I think
0: I don't know. I, sometimes okay, there's this nothing is nothing
1: better than feeling sad.
0: Right, but I think this I think the reason why we like sad things is we're able to there's a finality to it. Um you're able to experience being sad, and then it's over. Like, you watch a sad movie, you're sad, and then the movie's over, so it's like, okay, time to move on. So, like, the
1: cathartic model of sad things. Right. I don't, I don't know if that's true, though. I don't know either,
0: but that's just what I'm thinking.
1: So people people do studies about catharsis. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the theory is put forward by Aristotle. So we're thrown back mm-hmm. pretty far that if you that tragedies are a controlled way for you to release emotions um, in a and an acceptable way to purge yourself of those negative feelings so you feel better. Basically, like the purge. Um, But instead of going around killing everyone so you don't kill people the rest of the year, you feel sad so you're happy the rest of the time. Uh, or like
0: sports. You get your yeah, aggression out. You get your aggression, instead aggression out. Instead of physical violence.
1: Right. Uh, but some studies have recently shown uh, they were comparing a group that was insulted by someone and then... They were told to think about something else. Uh, They were insulted by someone, and they were told to write things down about the other person. And then someone was insulted, and then they were punching a punching bag. And the people that were told to think about something else had the least negative feelings towards the person who insulted them after some amount of time. So there's... there is an increasing skepticalness towards the catharsis model i'm skeptical towards it
0: so by distracting themselves they felt less negative about the situation
1: right so as opposed to thinking about it or or being, taking or out your aggression, aggression on a, yeah. on something else that makes you more negative towards the person who insulted you so it's it's not it's not this useful way of getting rid of your aggression.
0: Okay. So it's not, so it would be cathartic to watch a sad movie when you're sad and it would be, it would fit the think about something else to watch like a funny movie when you're sad.
1: Um. It would be cathartic to watch a sad movie when you're at maybe when you're sad yeah so i i'm so does this answer our question no uh, so i would say that i think i'm going to get back to um our bias towards happiness mhm i i think we like we don't just like being happy okay So, if you remember the movie Inside Out, there's five basic emotions, which they're kind of controversial, but not super controversial. Those are the five generally recognized facial expressions across um, cultures. Mm -hmm. So, that's joy, anger, sadness, fear, and disgust. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just... I think... People like to feel sad. People like to feel disgust. People like to be angry.
0: But I still think there's something about it it being a controlled environment that matters. You know, like, I don't like to, I don't like situations that I'm in that are sad. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't particularly like situations that I'm in that are like, that I'm angry maybe not maybe I
1: do and I just don't realize it um maybe maybe I mean probably I I, probably I would enjoy reading something that's really sad than actually having sad things happen to me
0: Right, but are you arguing that we, in some way, need to experience sadness?
1: Oh yeah, I think we do, but that's not where I was going. But I do think so. Um, I, I was just—I would argue that we don't look for sad things to purge ourselves of these emotions. We look we do it because we like those emotions. Hmm.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I'm still probably biased towards happiness slash joy.
1: I mean, look at at Twitter. Clearly we like feeling angry. I don't.
0: I mean, I don't know. It, It blows my mind. Like, why do people like to be angry?
1: It feels good
0: does
1: it? I don't know, I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. That I guess that's my point. For the like for the amount of people who rant angrily in the world, it has like they're not doing it just to get rid of those emotions.
0: I just figured they were just angry people.
1: So, are you, are you just states you don't like? Yeah.
0: I think so. Sometimes you're just sad, and I don't really like being sad, or being in sad situations.
1: I guess, but like... People who are habitually angry, I would say are habitually angry because they like to be angry.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess maybe.
1: It, it doesn't... Nothing else makes sense to me.
0: I guess, and then that fits for uh, the
1: other emotions as well? Yeah. Like discounting like clinical depression or something, um, just like excluding that from consideration. Right. So I, I I I'm reminded of Notes from the Underground because I told Zach he needs to read Crime and Punishment. I got so uh, this made me so mad. I'm browsing around the Audible catalog and I see a 66 cent copy of Crime and Punishment. That made me mm-hmm. excited. So I'm reading the description and it says the translation is by Richard Perver and um, his wife it's uh Larissa Voleran or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh great, these people are the are like the best translators in the game right now. Boop. Purchased. No. It's the Constance Garnett translation. Ugh. Like Constance Garnett is a fine translator. Um, but she's very British and Mm -hmm. that comes through a lot so that, I was upset about that anyway reminds me of Crime and Punishment where he's saying as much as we like to think that we're rational and if we knew all the right things we would make the rational decisions so that we would be happy all the time he says sometimes we just like to do things that he says like disgust ourselves um because we he says he likes to revel in his his feeling of uh like disgust that he inspires in everyone else. Interesting. So I might be biased, I guess. Um but I I think people like not just happiness.
0: And so that's why we like sad things.
1: Right. I, like, I don't... I don't listen to Kid Cudi and be like, oh, I'm just gonna get this sadness out of my system. I listen to it being like, okay, it's, this is gonna be sad. And I know it's gonna be sad.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Like, we... I was in a a very short-lived movie club. And we were talking about watching *The Pianist*. Um, where I got there, and that's what apparently was going to be on the docket for watching it. And I'm like, I don't want to watch *The Pianist* because when you watch something like that, that's a movie about the Holocaust. Because mm-hmm. um, when you watch something like that, you don't. It's not like, oh, whew, Holocaust movie down. I feel great now. It's like. Oh wow, I watched a Holocaust movie, now I feel awful. Right. So, like I hadn't like prepared to have watched a Holocaust movie. So I'm like, I don't wanna watch this, I wanna watch something fun and pithy. So we we watched Dead Poet Society, which and then someone commits suicide right in the middle of that. And I was That's like, not very fun and <laughs> <What? laughs> I did not expect that. Um, but it is a movie about romanticism and as any good romantic knows suicide is romantic is it? it is yeah ask Percy Shelley or, or Lord Byron or someone I don't know them they're romantics they're dead so you can't but... okay hmm. I just think we like sad things
0: No, we we like being sad is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. I said we like sad things because we like being sad and we're all just in denial about it. Well, yeah, I'm
0: in denial about it, but I'm still trying to figure out if I am actually just denying it or if I really don't believe it.
1: Like, I watch TED Talks even though I'm going to be disgusted by them. Like, I go in... I go in... Like, looking forward to just being cynical and making fun of these TED Talks.
0: I'm trying to think if I'd
1: do anything like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't. Maybe you just like
1: I... happiness too much. I think that's and the problem. And i a bitter old soul.
0: I think if there are people out there that just like to be angry and like to be sad, I just like to be happy, I guess. Because I just try to avoid all those things that are going to make me sad or angry or disgusted. I don't know. Is this is that bad? Is that good? I don't what, know. How do you, uh,
1: well, to get back to the point you thought I was trying to make, I think it is good to feel a range of emotions. Which is, again, shout out to Inside Out. Yeah, that's a great movie. It is a great movie.
0: So we need to... We need to feel all the emotions and not just focus on the one
1: that we find most attractive I mean I think there are appropriate like there are appropriate reasons to feel all of our emotions
0: right I'm I'm not doubting that I'm not saying that at all I think that there are definitely appropriate times for all emotions
1: yeah so why shouldn't we
0: I don't know I guess I'm just biased I don't know I don't like being sad I don't like being angry I don't I don't like those things, so I try to stay away
1: from them. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. No. I mean, it's... it's... Hmm. But, I, like, I think the cathartic model is, is lacking. Because no one's like, oh, let's watch them football. And, like, it's like, okay, football is over. I'm not going to tackle somebody into the couch now. Like, that's what you do when you watch football.
0: I guess. I'm starting to feel like I shouldn't even be a part of this conversation because I feel like I'm just too one-dimensional, maybe. I only watch... I There are very few times where I will watch a, a sad movie or listen to something sad when I don't want... or just am, like, feeling sad or something like that. That's, like, the only reason I do those things. Oh. I do it to feel sad. See, I'm the exact opposite. Like if I'm sad, that's the only time I'll do those things. If not, no, stay away from those things. That's why I skipped the second half of Hamilton because it's too sad. It's like I don't want to listen to this. I don't have any reason to be sad right now, so skip the second it. half
1: of Hamilton is awesome though.
0: The first half is way better. Everything's great. Everything's happy and great and glorious. It's
1: pish posh.
0: So so I guess why, why
1: like, what there the diff- could be different paradigms of liking sad things, I guess.
0: Yeah, so, why do we... Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I usually only... Even for, like, I don't know, anger or disgust or whatever, I only do those things if I'm feeling those things. I don't, like, seek those out to feel those emotions. I don't know if one's right or wrong.
1: I mean, it depends on how you're, like, if I, if I went on Twitter to feel angry and then beat someone up, that's not an appropriate way to go about just life.
0: No. I, I, I was, I was framing that in the context of whatever you're doing is still appropriate. As in, like, oh yeah, humanity. Because I don't think either is bad. I don't think it's bad to listen to sad music to be sad, or listen, or if you're sad, then listen to sad music. I don't think either of those is are is wrong.
1: So when you went into Five Hundred Days of Summer, were you? Were you like, this is going to be... Were you happy going into it?
0: <laughs> so the first, time, the first time I watched it, I did not know that we were going to watch it, and I didn't know what it was about. And I was like, wow, this is really sad and depressing. I'm really sad. Then the second time I watched it was when I was sad and depressed, mm. and so that's why I wanted to watch it. Um, so it fit. Um, but yeah. Although,
1: hmm...
0: Manchester by the Sea. I knew it was going to be sad and depressing. But I think that that's different. I think... I think... What I... I I didn't necessarily enjoy Manchester by the Sea because it was sad. But because of the... Just the humanness of it. Um, So it was probably more cathartic, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Not just because it was sad.
1: But so what about like Nightcrawler? Have you you yeah, we watched it we together watched it in the together. back of a car.
0: That movie was weird.
1: I, I really like that movie. And like the best f- f- emotion that I can use to describe it is just uncomfortable. Yeah, disturbed. Um But I like that movie. So, like I don't watch it when I feel uncomfortable or disturbed. Hmm.
0: I'm also thinking, yeah. Like I'm also thinking about three um, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Like that movie. That movie has lots of emotions in it. It's it's a fantastic movie, but I was sad and angry and like happy and all throughout this movie um i don't know it was really good but i don't really know how that fits into this conversation but yeah i don't i don't know i i just don't frequently watch things just so i can be feel the way that the movie's gonna make me feel
1: you gotta go with it though yeah maybe yeah when you watch a movie, you got to commit to what's going on.
0: Right, and I definitely do that. But I I guess I just wouldn't I don't know. I think I tend to like take myself out of the emotional part of it and look at more of the 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 aspect of like what the story is telling, not necessarily the feeling it is trying to get out of it. Um, I just thought of another example. What was I thinking of? Oh, like a quiet place. Mm-hmm. Like that. That movie is somewhat scary, but I wouldn't even argue it's not. But like for me, it's like it's not about going it to be scared. It's going to see. Wow, what is the story that they're telling behind this? And like, what's the what's the lessons I can pull from it? Um, not necessarily the emotional aspect of it. I feel like we're asking a lot more questions than we are answering.
1: I go, like, the two towers. Mm -hmm. I love the story of the two towers. But I'm always, like, the best part is Gandalf up on top of that hill and you get goosebumps every time. Right. Like, or, like, even just watching clips of the Lord of the Rings, like, when the Rohirrim charge, Pelennor fields, it's just like, mm-hmm. ugh, every mm-hmm. time it just feels like, yes, victory.
0: But that's it, yeah. A, but, and so that's the same for sadness? Yeah. It's
1: like, yes, sadness. Hmm. I guess. I, I mean, it's
0: probably right.
1: Like, shouldn't, shouldn't we, like, train up our emotions? I had an interesting conversation about the Psalms mm-hmm. um, with a Anglican rector. And he was saying that... So many, many monks uh, recite the Psalms daily, like all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a lot. Right. So he said many of them have them memorized. Uh because monks are dedicated, but uh, he was saying that there was one point where they took out, like, the warmongering and, like, really angry, sad psalms. Mm-hmm. And he said they did that for, like, a week and then put them back in because they felt just incomplete without the the whole scope of the psalms. So shouldn't, I I don't, I don't, when I do it, I don't think of it as training, but like, shouldn't we be comfortable with the experiences of all of our emotions? Probably.
0: I I, I'm now concerned for myself.
1: I don't, I don't want to peg you as the golden retriever of people. Um. <laughs> so, I that was not my intention.
0: And no, that's okay. I'm just having a just philosophical existential crisis.
1: Hm. Sorry about that. That's
0: okay. I don't think I'm not really worried about it. I think it's probably fine. But I just I do think it probably is true that we need to and the reason that we enjoy these things is that we need to express those things in some way. Or we need those things to be a part of our lives. And it's that's and that's maybe even true for me. I just don't realize it. Like It is probably an underlying reason why I enjoy tragedies or enjoy sad things. Or enjoy movies like Gladiator or something. Where I'm not necessarily... That's for, the one
1: with yeah. Russell Crowe.
0: Yeah. And, and, and my life is very different than... Russell Crowe's life in that story (laughs) I'm not entertained (laughs) um, and I am very different than he and I will always be very different than that type of character it's just not necessarily who I am but I guess to some extent like it's still healthy and necessary to experience those types of, of things
1: I don't know Inside out. Yeah, I'm all about That's inside it. out. That's the message, right? Right.
0: That we need all the emotions working together in order to be healthy and
1: have a complete picture of life.
0: Yeah. I guess I kind of, I guess maybe I'm more looking at it as like, okay, there will be sad things that happen in life, and that those aren't necessarily bad or things to avoid, but like, it's just going to be how it is. So I guess, I guess my, so I'm not necessarily, I, I guess for me, I'm not necessarily against sad or angry or disgust. The disgusting things. That seems like an interesting <laughs> way of saying it. But, like, things happening in life, I guess, like, I'm probably so biased towards joy that I try to avoid bringing those things into my life unnecessarily if I'm just going to experience them in
1: life anyways. I mean, hopefully you're just going to experience joy in life anyway.
0: Well, but, no, 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 for sure... <laughs> but i guess i guess that's the point where i'm just more biased towards that and so that's what i lean more towards than other things but anyways
1: i read do we the answer preface the question? Uh, you read the preface of what to a collection of short stories yesterday mm-hmm. um they're all russian and it said the the last sentence in this preface is and if you think Russians are always sad, prepare to be mistaken. So, I I would say I am I'm more biased to sad things than most people. So. Hmm.
0: So I would say to answer the question, why do we like sad things? I would personally say we like sad things because I would lean towards the cathartic side. That we, liked, we like sad things because we are sad, and so we want to also experience those sad things in some kind of side outside of ourselves so that we can experience it, cut it off, and then move on with life. Um, but you can disagree with that. Mm,
1: yeah, I do disagree. I, I, I say we like sad things because we like to be sad. Maybe that's just me.
0: I don't know, and it's possible. I guess we could both be right. But I don't. I don't think that I like. I don't. I don't like sad things because I like to be sad. At least I don't think I like to be sad. Yeah. Um. But I. But for instance, I love tragedies. Like I wish there was more tragedies in today's society. Like Hamlet One of my or major
1: critiques Julius Caesar. Of things is that I wish they were more
0: sad. What was what happened recently that I was hoping was there was a movie that came out recently that I was hoping was going to be really tragic but then it wasn't.
1: Uh, The Last Jedi. No, it might have been Infinity War. Infinity War. Oh yeah, I wanted wanted everyone to die. Right. Oh, and I was, I I sounded like a monster. Apparently, I was I was really excited when Iron Man got stabbed. And I'm like, this is it. Iron Man is, is dead. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted to happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which now that I say it, maybe does make me sound like a monster. But I, I, wanted, I wanted Infinity War to have more weight than I personally think it does. Right. I remember what it was. opinion, I guess. Right,
0: because most people do think it was sad. I was hoping it would be more sad. Um, Solo. That's what I want, That's the one I was thinking of. I wanted that... Did you see Solo? Yeah, did you? Yeah.
1: No. Um,
0: I wanted that to be more devastating. I wanted the the break at the end of that movie that makes Han Solo the jaded smuggler that he is in A New Hope to be much more tragic, to be just like absolutely devastating. Um, but I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that.
1: I I'll agree with that on solo. I I have many uh, that's probably my biggest complaint that it was just San, Han was just the secret good guy this whole time, which right. is just false.
0: Right. Well, we're we don't know why we like sad things. We know why we might personally like sad things, but we don't we can't really universally place it, so
1: Right, Let because us know. we're all separated from each other's internal experiences. Text Hashtag us, beetle in a box.
0: Email us. Talk to us in person. Send us letters. Let us know I don't why know what you my like is.
1: That's that's a sad thing. You don't know what your address is. No, I'm just a transient. Drifting around from place to place, never settling enough for dust to gather upon my boots.
0: Do you enjoy that, or is it a sad, the actual sad I thing? I just
1: said it was a sad thing.
0: Yeah, but we like sad things, remember? We like feeling sad, apparently.
1: If it's removed from you, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways. Any recommendations
1: for this week? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I just talked to you about it. No, I didn't talk to you the podcast about it because I don't like to recommend things until I finish them. Gilead by, um, I think, Marilyn Robinson uh, won the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction in 2005. It's really great. It's about mm-hmm. a pastor. This is my least favorite part. It's about a pastor named John Ames his father, who is a pastor named John Ames, and his grandfather, who's a pastor named John Ames, so it makes it really confusing when he's trying to differentiate between the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good. It's 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 a very just nothing happens book, which I like. Apparently, not a lot of people like. Uh, or no, a lot of a lot of people do. But I was reading a a New York Times review of it, and just there. There, what they go into this is very different than mm-hmm. what I went into it. Because they're like, oh, she makes it impossible for herself because the the narrator is just like a person who's actually good and virtuous. And sometimes you're just like, oh, I wish she was more lustful or vengeful or just like uncertain. And I was like, I never once thought that during this <laughs> entire book. I was like, this guy's great. He's telling me a story about his his grandfather, who was a a free soiler, and then fought in the Civil War. His father, who was a pacifist after the Civil War, and himself, and his relationship to with his son and his fake son, who is also named John Ames.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: He has a different last name's last name because he's his fake son. Uh huh. Um, that was really good. Apparently it's also one of Obama's favorite books. Learned that. Wow. On his Facebook page he listed it as one of his favorite books. Um Uh Yeah, that's about it. That's that's what I finished. Um mm-hmm. we'll wait for next week, but right, some good right. things in the in the pipeline. hmm Mhm. Well, oh, no, sorry. One of my favorite YouTube channels, uh, Wisecrack, made a video about one of my favorite TV shows, Atlanta, Mm -hmm. starring Donald Glover. Um, (laughs) So it's a great video. Oh, so it's about surrealists. um, Because Atlanta tries to blend realism and surrealism Mm -hmm. um, and using surrealism as a social critique. So I'm reading an article about... um, a meme editor app, which apparently a good one doesn't exist. Learned that. So that's this is where I, I want to really talk to Zach about. I don't really even know what that about. means. Right. So this is where I want to talk to Zach about. Uh-huh. uh But this like, 20-year-old is like... I think because it's new and it's something that's we've never seen before. Kids my age... Are, he probably didn't say kids. But my age are, are really into surreal, absurdist humor. And I'm like, didn't exist before now? Like... I'm sorry, Salvador Dali. Like, I guess, you know, you're just chopped liver. Um, kids oh these days. Yeah. Twenty somethings, am I right? Mm-hmm. The worst. This is also something I want to talk to you about, Zach. Like, how am I? They're they're talking about the, the core demographic for memes as 13 to 24, and I'm like, how am I so far removed from, my own culture, I guess.
0: Um, it's probably your own
1: fault. Right. No, it is definitely my own fault. <laughs> I, I, just want, I just imagine myself to be an old man, so I right. read things written by old men. Right. Anyway, but that's anyways,
0: right. Uh, so last week I made the blankest statement that you should never listen to any other music this summer besides uh, Ben Rector. I have um, not kept that. That's okay. Neither have I. Because on Monday of this week, I went and saw Lord Huron in concert, which oh yeah, honestly, maybe up there is one of the, like the best concerts I've ever been to. Um, and I realized, nope, forget Ben Rector. Just always listen to Lord Huron while you're driving. Um, Was it especially like older, if you're
1: their newest album?
0: they played quite a bit of their old stuff too which was really Mm, good Nice. Um, it was a good mix it was a really good mix Um, so yes especially if you're like driving through Vermont or northern New Mm -hmm. York um, definitely listen to Lord Huron Um, or if you're just traveling in general
1: Michigan, Um, the American West
0: northern New Hampshire which I also got to do this week uh, but just cha- traveling in general um, just they just have so many good songs that are just like yeah why am I just sitting here when I could be exploring the world um, so anyways they were fantastic um, can't say enough of how good Lord Huron is um, but anyways Also, my second recommendation, even though well, Lord Harrow doesn't really count because we've already recommended them, but um, this weekend I was also up in northern, it's not really northern, it was more of central, New Hampshire at a lake, Um, and we played this game that's kind of like uh, spike ball, but different, it's like spike ball, but ping pong called spider ball so imagine a ping pong table but smaller Uh, and instead of a table you have nets like spike ball does and so you play a team to two and you have three hits and then you hit it over the the fence the net um and then the other team has three hits it's really enjoyable i think it's better than spike spike ball with a net Kind of, yeah, but there's like you play on both your side, like you have a yeah. net on both sides of the table, okay, um so i I personally think it's better than spike ball, but the reason for that may be because it's easier to play than spike ball, um, it's just kind of easier to pick up, so like you don't have like the area in which you're hitting the ball is larger. Um, you don't have to guard 360 degrees of yeah. the the net, and it's higher off the ground, so it's, it's almost at, like, waist height, as opposed to, like, barely off the ground, so it's easier to hit the net. Um, but it was quite enjoyable. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. We also invented another game. It's kind of like handball. Um, you play with a tennis ball, and can jam barrels, and there's like a circle around the can jam barrels that you can't go in. Um, And the goal is to either throw the tennis ball into the side of the can or into the can, into the side Mm -hmm. is one point, into the top of the can is two points. But the key is, the catch is that you can only hold the ball if you're in the air. So you have to like catch it and throw it before you hit the ground. Um, Unless you're intercepting it, then you can be on the ground. Or if you're just like batting the ball with your hand, you can be on the ground. Um so it turned out to work pretty well actually. Um Sounds fun. yeah, it was pretty fun. So Spider Ball or that other game that I just described to you, which doesn't really have a name.
1: Hmm.
0: Or just make up your own games. That's always a good time. Eh. It's sometimes a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, anything else? Nope, just yawning. That's going to be it. And, yeah, we'll see you next week.